You were li- three, two, one. You were listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode one seventy six. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. It is always an honor and a privilege to have you here. Last couple of weeks, we've gone over some really powerful things I hope that you're embracing in your life. This idea of automatic negative thoughts, ants, and being on the lookout for them. And when they come, counteracting them with some positive self-talk. I believe that I've made a lot of great points in the last two episodes, so feel free to go back listening to 174 and 175 again if you need a refresher. I mean, really, if you look back all the way to the beginning of the 170s where we discuss emotionally triggered and grounded, how your mental health and your work habits are linked, nonviolent communication into your ego and your unconscious, we really have started to create a great story arc here. Today, what we're going to do is discuss a really amazing quote that I actually heard in the self-talk app that I got from the book that inspired the last show, which is What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. And it's a fantastic book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. And I really want to focus in on this quote that I heard. It was in the self-esteem, self-talk portion of the app. Fantastic. Again, love this app. And the quote goes, if I cannot affect it or direct it, I accept it. Again, if I cannot affect it or direct it, I accept it. When I first heard that, I immediately felt it being very powerful, and I knew this was going to become a podcast episode out of this. So let's discuss what I took from if I cannot affect it or direct it, I accept it. If I cannot affect it, meaning if I cannot affect some level of change, some level of direction of this thing that has instigated a negative thought or a negative feeling within me, then I accept it. If I cannot direct it, meaning actionably do something to direct it in another way, even if I'm not the one who's actively taking the action towards this thing that's led me to a negative thought or negative feeling, at least if I could direct it, then there's some power there. Think of how music affects you. Right, You don't have anything to do with the music other than the fact that you chose the song and the volume of the song. Other than that, it's just the song that you chose and whatever the artist put out there for you to hear. You can listen to it, but you can't really make much of a change to what it's giving you. It is just something that is affecting you in the moment. So how can you begin to affect your own? thoughts and your feelings if they come about negative? What are What is the effect you can have on that situation? It might just simply be shifting the way you think about it or the way that you're feeling about it, much like how music, right, you don't really you can't change the effect of the song, I suppose, unless you're a DJ. Whereas if you are going to do an actionable step where you actually are going to step into action mode, then how would you affect it? So there's these two different ways where you can affect something. It's simply by shifting your thoughts and your feelings about it, by doing some positive self-talk, or actively taking action to affect what it is that's bothering you. Now, direct it, 
I have this vision of those people on the airport runways who are just waving around the little light batons to get the airplane to go somewhere. They are directing the airplane to go into the the terminal hangar that it's supposed to be going to, to the gate that it has been assigned to. So perhaps if somebody brings something toward you in your sphere of influence that is bothersome to them, maybe it's even bothersome to you, how can you direct them to go off and do something great with it? Or how can you get with your campus organization and begin to direct the change by actively getting people to go out and do things? So when I hear, if I cannot affect it, it's either by just shifting something internally or externally doing something to affect what is happening in front of me or directing it, which may not necessarily mean I have to take direct action on this thing that's bothering me as much as I might be able to direct other people to then begin to take the action. So let's see how we can bring this into real world terms, right? We hear a lot of things on the news. And I'm not going to get into them because I'm not looking to make this polarizing, but whether it's the current administration or the past administration, both of these past and current presidents are very much talked about on a regular basis. And because the day I'm shooting this, a former president has gotten himself into a spot of bother and he's facing criminal charges. Now, regardless of how you feel about this, we're going to keep the donkeys and the elephants out of this conversation. We're just strictly going to focus on the fact that this is happening there, out in Washington, D.C. And even if you live in Washington, D.C., is it really happening to you? Like, is anybody best friends with the, or I guess this is technically happening in New York, is anybody best friends with anybody in D.C. or New York that's actually pursuing this matter, right? Are you the partner or are you in the law firm or are you really in that room where these decisions are being made? There's only so many of those people. For the rest of us, we're really just watching it like it's a TV show. We have zero ability to affect it or direct it. We can, however, affect and direct how we are experiencing it, right? We can take away the negative thoughts and feelings that we have, regardless, again, of whether you're a donkey or or an elephant, right? And we can just shift our our own internal negative thoughts into more positive ones using positive self-talk, as well as we can affect how much of this information we take in by determining whether we're going to continue to click on all the notifications on our smartphones or that we're going to turn on the news as well as directing it. You could direct other people to not discuss this around you if it's just going to get you into a spot of bother, if it's going to start to send your day sideways because you start to have all these thoughts and all this energy directed towards this thing that's really outside of 99.999% of the population on this world's control. The majority of us who have no control over this, the judge the district attorney, the lawyers, the people involved, the immediate people and their family, there's the people with some stuff involved. The rest of us, we are merely just watching it like it's a television show. And it is, because that's where we're seeing all this information, on a tiny little TV in our pocket or on a big TV on our wall. So I'm just going to accept that this is happening. I can neither affect it nor direct it the actual events that are happening out there in New York City and Washington, D.C. right now because of what's happening. Same thing with the current administration. Right? Can't affect or direct any of the decisions that administration's making. Any decision-making power I had was dealt with you know, three Novembers ago. It's done. Two Novembers ago, because we're coming up on the third now. That was it. Any kind of actionable 
impact I could have was done on that day when I voted. Other than that, it is whatever it is. And I'm just going to sit back and watch it. And, I'm, and am I judging and grading? Absolutely. I judge and grade every single politician. You are my servant. It is not the other way around. I should know more about you than you should ever know about me. But getting myself all up in a quandary over decisions they're making, uh, the way tech companies are handling our privacy, the way that you know we've got politicians going after TikTok. And for those of you who might be listening to this show a year from now, I would super excited to see how that whole TikTok thing plays out. I can neither affect nor do much directing towards how any of these situations play out. Again, when voting time comes, that's our opportunity to affect and direct. If you've got a problem with what you see or you're enjoying what you see, then come two Novembers from now here in the United States, that's our opportunity to make a change. For those of you who are overseas, no doubt you've got political people in charge. What can you really do to affect or direct what is happening where they are making decisions? And when I say accept it, this isn't accept it like, oh, I'm perfectly okay with it. It goes back to the saying I have that just because you listen to somebody's opinion doesn't mean you condone it. Just because I accept what's happening right now doesn't mean that I'm condoning it. I'm just not going to sit here and get myself riled up with stress, riled up with anxiety, and riled up with overwhelm because of decisions other people are making. And so I've come up with a little bit of a list here that I'm going to finish up. We're going to keep this episode super short because I just wanted to touch on this and see where your mind takes it, that if you can neither affect it nor direct it, accept it. Because a lot of times I feel this energy around politics and religion and these choices other people are making that 99.99 have no control over. You can neither affect it nor direct it. There is zero. It's just, it is, it is whatever it is. It is happening and you can either choose to accept it or not accept it and then just let that spiral you down into a series of automatic negative thoughts that block out all the positive self-talk that has an opportunity to step forward if you provide the space for it. So let's go over this list. I came up with three powerful ones. I want you to be able to incorporate these, and this is why we're going to keep it short, because I really highly recommend that you touch back into this episode multiple times to really see uh, and feel into what you're hearing about if you can neither affect it nor direct it, then accept it. And the first power principle I've caught is called releasing expectations. Expectations can be a very significant source of stress and anxiety that can take us to overwhelm. We often have these expectations of ourselves, of others, of the world around us, much like we do our political leaders. But when we let go of said expectations, we can free ourselves from unnecessary stress, unnecessary anxiety. And instead of expecting things to go a certain way, we can try to approach these situations with this open-mindedness of no expectations, of accepting it for it is what it is. This will lead to a greater sense of peace and acceptance because you cannot control everything that happens on this planet. Does it make me happy to hear the latest oil spill or the latest beached whale or the latest environmental calamity that we've brought upon Mother Nature? It does not. But if I sit here and spiral down on that stuff, I'm just going to want to crawl underneath my bed and wait for the nukes to go off. Releasing expectations of what you think your political leaders or your parents or your teacher or anybody else will do. You turned in the assignment. All the affecting and directing was in the preparation and the doing of the assignment. 
Once you hand it over, the grade is what it is. There's an acceptance that comes from saying, okay, this is how this person judged my work. What can I do next time to make it even better? Whether I got an F or an A, there's always room for improvement. So releasing expectations is, to me, the first step in accepting the things that are happening around us. Number two, surrender into the present moment. When we release expectations, we are allowing ourselves the space to be in the now. The now is where you can affect and direct things, not in the past and certainly not in the future. Yeah, you can do things right now that will affect and direct where the future could end up for you, such as studying and starting your papers early and having that tough conversation with your roommate. But when we start to think about things that are way off into the future, like the next political leader or the next you know, religious or civil unrest moment that happens in the country, now we're future pacing ourselves way out into space that we have no idea how many different forks in the road are going to occur before this moment that we're future pacing ourselves to. For those in the United States, we can be thinking about, you know, two Novembers from now and what we're going to do with the administration and the choices we'll have. And you certainly can affect and direct the information that you're putting into your mind about these people so that you can start to make a decision. For me, I'm not keeping up with this stuff on a regular daily basis. I don't need to. There will be plenty of information that will come out in the summer of 2024 that I will begin to pay attention to. I am not following the mainstream media or social media's decision and advice to start getting involved in this stuff now. There is a whole lot of life I want to live for myself, but I can assure you I'm keeping score. But I'm paying attention to being in my own present moment, realizing that I can affect and direct my thoughts, my feelings, my actions, and not much else. I'm in control of my mind, therefore I'm in control of my results. And I focus in on being present in the moment. What can I do right now? I can turn off the TV. I can put down my phone. I can have a conversation with someone, allowing us both to have the space to be heard and and judging neither of us right or wrong, but learning more deep, meaningful ways of understanding that person. Yes, those are actionable things to do in the present moment. But getting pissed off and starting arguments with people who might have a different point of view than yours is not connecting. Do you want to be right or do you want to connect? And in the present moment, standing face to face with someone, the desire to be in that present moment, that's going to reduce stress, anxiety, overwhelm. It is there for you. I can assure you it is possible for us all to embrace. And then it finishes up with embrace imperfection. We live in a world that celebrates perfection that doesn't exist. If you call yourself a perfectionist, that is a character default. I do not mean for that to sound like a judgment statement, but saying to people that you're a perfectionist, that tells me that you lack self-esteem and confidence in the work that you've done, that you'll tinker with it for hours just to make sure there's one less comma splice, that you might actually procrastinate on doing something because you're afraid it won't be perfect. The list of the reasons why you do not want to consider yourself a perfectionist are much longer than the benefits of being a perfectionist ever will be. The truth is, perfection is impossible because that is subjective to perspective. One teacher might think this is perfect. The other one might think it's a pile of garbage. It is impossible to control everything. There are too many variables. Instead of striving for perfection, embrace the imperfection. 
to, for me, I embrace the progression. Am I progressing forward? Am I getting better each and every time? These podcasts, I go back and listen to the first 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. They're not all that great. Some people might turn off the show because I wasn't being clear with my thoughts. I wasn't organizing things the way that they would have preferred. There's a lot of reasons why people might drop off at some point. But for me, I know I'm progressing. I know this back 100, especially these back 50, have been powerful, have been unique. I changed the the show during COVID because I saw a need for mental health to be talked about, for the awareness around it to finally have a light shown upon it. I wasn't the only one. Society started doing it as well. That's progress. When we look at how people are having conversations about race or religion or politics, and we're expecting people to immediately somehow, some way, be perfect in the way that they have these interactions, talk about these topics, when in many cases, we are stepping into a completely different way of interacting and communicating with one another about these topics. Right? What how were you what gender were you born? What race do you follow? I'm sorry, religion do you follow? What race are you? How are people talking to one another about these subject matters? We are literally learning it on the fly in front of every single phone that is has the capability of recording something and f- throwing it up on Twitter. And throwing that up on Twitter is exactly the image I want you to have. We are just vomiting crap onto Twitter and then judging people based off of their split-second way of internalizing what's happening in front of them and then their responses or reactions to it. There is no perfection, but there is progress. And if somebody does something one day, but then I see next week that all of a sudden they're taking it indifferently, they're slowing themselves down, they're responding emotionally grounded, they're no longer yelling and screaming at people, and they're actually listening to somebody else's opinion, regardless if they condone it, that's progress. Accepting that things won't always go as planned, won't always sound the way you want them to, won't always leave you feeling like puppy dogs and ice cream inside. You Embracing this is a powerful, powerful tool. It will reduce stress. It will release anxiety. Because if you are thinking everybody else should be perfect in the way they interact and communicate, you're probably holding yourself up to that standard as well. And that is an impossible standard to reach. Let go of needing to control everything. Boost, boost, boost your own self-confidence, your own creativity, your, your own innovation by releasing imperfection and embracing progression. So those are the three, releasing expectations, surrendering into the present moment, and embracing progression, imperfection, however you want to say it. When you learn to accept things that you can neither affect nor direct, you'll have more space for positive talk. You'll have more space for positive feelings. You'll have more space for positive thoughts. Automatic negative thoughts are going to come crawling up your leg, like just like an ant would. One or two, you can swat it away. Step into an ant bed, now you're covered by them. It's going to be a little bit more difficult. This is something that we're seeking to progress on, not find perfection in. Negative thoughts are going to happen. It is part of the human experience. Well, how do you handle them once you are aware of them and you're being mindful of positive self-talk? That's going to make all the difference. And to me, if I can neither affect it nor direct it, I accept it. All right, my friends, that's it. 
As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. If you would like to learn more about how to become a part of the Wise Mind Empowerment Tribe or even step into a space where you can actually learn neuro-linguistic programming so you can help yourself heal, you can help yourself communicate, you can actually step up into the workplace with skills most people couldn't even dream of having, I am the conduit to that. Feel free to go to jessemogul.com slash askme and let me know you want more information and we'll make that happen. Until we see each other again, talk to you later. Bye-bye.